There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Time for another edition of, what's this show called again? Pepperoncini. You mean pepperoncini? Pepperoncini. Well, you're saying it wrong, but okay. Time for another edition of Pepper and Genie. You're not listening to TMA. you got to be listening to Pepper and Genie. With Brentwood High School Hall of Famer, Iggy Strode. Let's see what the Igster has to say this morning. Hall of Famer, really? Dude's been in radio for 30 years and somehow had time to write a book about farming. Well, kids, all you really need for farming is the right tools, a farming state of mind, and your very own copy of Farmer Iggy's Almanac. Let's see what the Igster has to say this morning. And Darren the Plowboy Atkins. Mmm, spicy pube meat. The man smokes more pop than the entire population of Jamaica. That killer weed, that fire, that diggity dank. Combined, these two have the IQ of a cactus. I don't know shit about fuck. At least they tackle the hard-hitting topics. Welcome into Pepper and Genie. Today's topic is what's in my fridge. And butcher the vocabulary on a daily basis. Freeze like a can. Freeze like a can. Pretty sad when their open is better than their show. Pepper and Genie. Um, <laughs> is there anything we can do to make that podcast better? So let's get started. It's Pepper and Genie. Pepper and Genie. Only on TMA, STL, and Hubbard Radio. Hey. I can't believe Tommy John and Marty okayed this shit show. <coughs> and welcome in. <clears throat> Holiday for us. Me and Plaza are off this morning. We came in just for this interview. And it's a special edition of Pepper and Genie. You won't hear it after this, <laughs> but you're hearing it today. Uh, a little later on, we're going to have to take time to play all of our commercials that were lined up. Um, but anyway, special guest today, Plaza. We came in on our day off because uh, we've been trying to get your friend, Matty Dredd, on for a while, but he's a busy man. Love the guy, by the way. Grew up with him. Um, but he has a special guest for us. And I know you did a little, you know, a little show prep on <laughs> Katie Cush, and she Not is really. phenomenal this morning. Talked to her on the phones. We do have Matty Dredd. They call him Fat Matt, I guess, in the industry as well. And we have the lovely Katie Katie Cush, are you guys, uh, did you hear the open, by the way? Uh, no. We didn't. I, I sort of. It was muffled. Katie was smoking a bong. I couldn't hear her. Good for you. And there was a couple re- weed references in the open just because I'm a huge pothead. And Katie, from what Matt says, you are as well. So I think we can uh, we can bond over that nonetheless. We can. We can for sure. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. How are you guys yeah, doing? Thank you, guys. Uh, Maddie, thanks for joining us. I know that we've been trying to get this uh, for a year now, and 
Well, the problem is we're on a two-hour yeah. time difference. You know, porn never sleeps. So sometimes you are up, you know, to the wee hours of the morning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's a pleasure to be on. I do things for my friends, Darren. That's right. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, I've talked about uh, Matty Dreads on the show quite a bit. One of my all-time faves grew up together. Um, and the fact that you are in a position where you're at um, is super funny. But we will start yeah, the questioning with Katie. Um, I didn't want to Wikipedia or anything. I do want to kind of, we've had Lisa Ann on, we've had Maitland Ward on, and there's a bunch of different reasons why people get into the industry. Can you kind of explain when you wanted to first get into porn, what excited you about it, and kind of where you see you know yourself in the future in the industry? Um, so I started like four years ago and what made me kind of want to jump into it was I was in a long-term relationship. We thought it was going somewhere. We owned a house together and then it just started getting to the point where, you know, I was being heckled every day. Like, are you cheating on me? And then I was best friends with his sister and I was like, well, maybe he's not the only dick I want in my life. Let's try it. So (laughs) we broke up and now here I am getting all the dick, you know? There you go. That's great. And, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and no, go for it. Continue. I, I just didn't know if OnlyFans was something that enticed you, or do you like doing like the full feature films, or you know what you know in the industry in terms of do you like having control over your content, or do you like having somebody else kind of do uh, all the work for you? When I started, OnlyFans still hadn't really taken off yet, so it was still something that even when I was on set, a lot of people were telling me, you know, you need to check it out and start getting it now it's going to be a big thing so when I started it was really just um film for me what I wanted to do I started as a live camera um and so I just kind of wanted to move on from that and do something where I can go to set be there for the few hours get my check and go um and I like that aspect of it I like doing it all I like having control of my own content because I can make my ideas come, come to life but I also like going to set you know and the directors and working for their companies and seeing their vision come to life as well. This is a question for okay, this is a question for Maddie and Katie. And Maddie, you go first. Um, okay. It seems like when the pandemic hit and everything shut down and all the girls started doing OnlyFans and saw how much money they were making uh, on their own, and it seems like it took a while for the industry to get back. The girls really didn't want to do any filming because they could just make that much more money on their own and at their own schedule. Um, have you seen uh, kind of a downtick in feature films and what you're directing? And then to Katie, uh, how was it for you getting back in knowing that, hey, this OnlyFans stuff is my content. I don't have to leave the house if I don't want to. I can do it at my own leisure and make more money. Uh, so I'm going to cut back a little bit. Maddie, you first. That's, uh, that's a- that's that's a fantastic question, by the way. You did your research. Um, to be honest, um, the companies like that I represent, they made more money than ever during the pandemic. Like guys like me, I'm a contractor, so like I wasn't making any of that money. I wholesale the content basically, but it definitely uh, we saw an uptick. You know, people are just staying home and and masturbating all day and watching porn, and the sales just skyrocketed during COVID. And and for girls like Katie, absolutely, the girls. Um, the girls just saw the potential in doing your own content. But to answer your question, I've seen more girls getting in after the pandemic than ever because they're seeing girls like Katie making the OnlyFans content and they want to be them. And the only way to get that following is to do the regular porn. So they're, they're very complimentary of each other. I mean, absolutely. 
I, uh, I, I'm like getting more girls than ever that want to do porn. There's no convincing them. They want to do it. They literally are just like wanting to get right in. Um, so does that kind of answer the question? I mean, yeah, it yeah. definitely saw an uptick. So, uh, yeah, I'll let Katie go. <clears throat> um, I'm a little bit different. I would start, excuse me. <laughs> I'm a little bit different. I feel like than some other OnlyFans girls, because yes, it did give me a lot in my pocket, but I also understand that this is kind of a circle. Like, like he said, in order to get your fans, I believe in order to keep your fans, in order to keep gaining your fans, you kind of have to do all of it. And that's also why I was even featured dancing this weekend, because that's another way. I'm all about finding my fans. And that's kind of putting your eggs in different baskets instead of just one. And so I loved what OnlyFans did for me. And thank you for that extra cash. And now I was able to do film for extra side cash. And because it's fun for me and I love it and I enjoy it. That's a good point, Maddie, because I never thought of that. Uh, I was thinking more on the lines like, uh, the Riley Reeds of the world are just doing nothing but OnlyFans now. But then again, they had a name already. So it makes sense that right. a girl would have to get a name for herself before they make that money in OnlyFans. Yeah, 100% on that one. I mean, yeah, it's and it's crazy how fast a girl can blow up like Riley Reed. I mean, I've, I filmed her a long time ago. She probably remember who I was. I do a lot of brand new girls. Uh, but then, like, there's girls like Katie that have been, like, she's just, like, a repeat customer for me. She's great <laughs> to work with on set and, like, she does phenomenal scenes. I'm sure you guys, after this interview, are going to look her up. I already did. <laughs> yeah, we already did our show for Yeah, my girl my, my girl worked this weekend, so I had a lot of time to, uh, you know, get some game film in. Wow. You had a lot of time, free time. <laughs> but I do yeah, have a... I have Katie's a, known for uh, her splits. She does the splits and stuff a lot. She's flexible. <laughs> and I, this is probably a question for both of you, but uh, Katie, you can answer this first. When you when getting into porn, I know we don't kink shame on the show by any means, but porn has certainly expanded on terms of what people like, you know, the used panty scene, mm-hmm. the feet. Is there a kink that you were surprised was so popular getting into it? Weren't there some that you didn't really want to do? You know, maybe the feet thing freaked you out. I, I just wasn't for sure the kinks that guys have nowadays. Were you nervous on to be able to keep up with all that content? Um, the thing I was probably most nervous about that guys like the most now is anal. I won't <laughs> lie to you. That was the most nervous thing for me to start doing. The feet thing isn't so weird for me. I actually love it in this industry. It actually taught me that I like my feet in people's mouth, so that's not weird to me. Um, you know, there are... You ready for my I answer, Darren? <laughs> go ahead. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off, Katie. I'm sorry. My phone's a little no, jubbly. I want to know. Oh, every girl tells me they want peeing and pooping. That's what they want on OnlyFans. It's oh, disgusting. God. I don't do it, but that is the number one thing that girls get requested, I swear to you. And the peeing <laughs> is so odd, um, and you see that certainly more than the, the defecation of the number twos, um, but I just don't get the appeal, and again, I, I love sex, and I like trying new things, but the pee thing always was like, maybe the limit, that's the, that the line crossing for me, so it is, so I appreciate no, Katie what... being able to be open and honest about some of the things, the do's and don'ts. Okay, so that's what I was going to say also is, like, I have worked for some fetish companies where I have found out some very niche fetishes that are just, like, what the what the hell? I'm not judging. I'm doing it. I'm clearly doing the video for you. I'm here for it. But also, how do we get here and why do you like it? Like, one that I found very odd was pad play. So me and this other girl had a giant pad on, and they wanted us to, like, rub it together and talk about having it on. 
Oh my. Okay. Yeah. See, again, that's kind of opens up my eyes to maybe some things I don't want to search on, you know, porn. Yeah. There's some things out there, man. There are some things out there. You talking about a maxi pad? <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about the extra large, super chunky maxi pad. That is. I'm talking about. They want us to talk about being period pads and discussing period pad times, all that God stuff. Almighty. Sorry, is I it, thought vulgar. Is it, no, you're fine. And <laughs> is it hard? Like, and those are, are those scripted? Do you ad lib? And is it like cringy to, you know, say that way? I, I act that because like the stepmom step porn is like the biggest thing on the planet right now. And you hear a girl there, going, never. oh, brother, you know, have sex. And, oh, you know, so like I was always wondering, you know, is it weird to ad lib scenes such as that, you know, obviously with the the pads being uh, the one example. Oh, it is always so. I'm not gonna lie to you; it always is so weird. But it's kind of that point where you just—I don't want to say dissociate, but you just kind of are like. I try to think of the mindset of the person who likes it. If they like it, then this is what they want, and I'm gonna say what gets them off, you know. And I had a friend say that to me before. She was like, "You're just so good at talking," and I was like, "But I've." I've talked to them for a while. I know what they want me to say. I know what they want to hear. And so I just try to play it up, even though I know it's weird. Like, I just did a stepmommy, two stepmommies. I had two stepmommies in this scene. And they wanted me to be the innocent little girl who's never been with an older woman. And they had to, like, teach me. And I even told, it was with Reagan Fox, I even told her, I was like, you almost made me cackle in the middle of that scene. And I had to so hard hide it. Because she was just saying things that were so like, oh, my God. I have to tell you because, you know, you don't know our morning show, what it's like. It's kind of irrelevant. irreverent. What's the word, Pelosi? Irreverent? Yeah. Um, irrelevant. Yeah, so, well, it's irrelevant, too. Um, but it's kind, of, it's kind of out there. And I started doing Cameo about two years ago. And all I get requests for is they want me to cuck their friend. <laughs> and, oh, and, I mean, they send me a script that says, Iggy, uh... You know, my friend Tom, he's the greatest guy in the world. He's a father of two. He's a great father. He's a great husband. He's one of our best friends. Cuck the fuck out of him. Like, what the hell? And I, I don't know the guy. And I do it because they asked me to do it. But then I get done with it. I say, this poor guy doesn't know me from Adam. And I just said, I'm going to bang your wife. And so do you get a little, do you get a little apprehensive when you, you get a request? Uh, that's what he wants. But, man, I'm a little weird doing this. Uh, I think after, I think it was like that for me when I first started, I was kind of like, what in the hell? There are still some times where I'm like, what? But now I feel like I've been in for so long. It's kind of just so normal to me. I'm so used to it. Now I got to ask this yeah, question. You become desensitized. Yeah, I guess after a while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do now, but still, I, after when I first started, I said, God, this poor guy. Hopefully they tell oh, him I'm sure. just kidding. Um, you know, he gets it from his friend. He goes, who's this fucking Iggy guy? He just, he said he's going to bang my wife and he just berated me. And, um, okay. I had one guy be like, you just made me spend all my daughter's savings for college. And he was trying to make me feel bad. And I was like, oh my God, do I feel bad or do I not care? Now me and me and Matt have, we bonded over smoking weed when we were like 15 or 16 years old. And I have to ask, you're a huge pothead, obviously. Am I correct on that? You yeah. Okay. Every day. When did you start? And I thought it was weird. We were from a small town, so there wasn't a lot to do. So kids just, you know, smoke weed. When did you start smoking weed? When did you become like a huge fan of it? Um, was it like, you know, the first time you were high or like, this is amazing? Or did you kind of have to grow into, you know, an everyday smoker? Um, I first started my first hit. I was a sophomore in high school. Nice. Perfect. And um, Good age. <laughs> perfect age. 
Actually, the first time I tried to get high, though, I couldn't get high. And everyone kept yelling at me, and they were like, inhale it. And I was like, I am, but I don't feel anything. So it took a while for me to ever feel anything. Um, And then I was a senior in high school, and the guy I was dating was a a dealer of sorts. Nice. And so I was getting high every single fucking day, and it's been four or five years since. Yeah, I'm I'm an everyday smoker as well, and I I can't explain it to the non-smokers about how great it is. So I always want to act because everybody varies in when they start. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I said everybody varies in when they start, and I always felt like 16 was like a perfect age. But some people are like, "Oh my god, you fucking moron!" You know, you're just in high school. Um, so I was going. I always like to ask, you know, when people started smoking weed, when they started to, you know, fully enjoy it. So I'm glad we're kind of on the same page with that. It's it's like, oh, for some people, you go home and you have a glass. For me, I go home, I have a big hit, and I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) See, it's different when I was... You masturbate right after, Katie? You masturbate? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it makes you feel that way, you know? Yeah, wake and bake. Wake and bake, and then go ahead and uh, just use a dildo. Matt, you have a question for Katie? Katie, Katie, once you've been in so long, is it even possible to masturbate without you filming it? (laughs) <laughs> like, this could be money in my pocket if I just throw myself masturbating, but you're trying to do it for pleasure. I think about it. I always wonder. I think about it when I'm doing it, but I'm like, it's too much to try and hold the camera F off. Sorry, I'm going <laughs> to get one out, and I'm going to be happy about it. <laughs> hey, did... Uh, I know girls that literally just film it every time. <laughs> did uh, either of you guys go to the uh, AVNs? Uh, yes, I did. I did. You both did? Yeah, we both did, and actually yeah. Matt ditched me at one point. He just straight up walked out. I was like, oh, okay, bye. That sounds That's just right. about right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you run in, like, guys, like, we, we run into every person you know. You know, literally know everyone on the show, and, like, you just get pulled us to a side. Or if you're Katie, hey, you want to go smoke a joint in the parking deck? She's ran off, you know. <laughs> but, like, you literally know everyone. I, I do, at least. I don't know. If, I'm sure Katie knows pretty much everyone, too, but once you've been doing it so long, it's like a damn high school reunion, to be honest. Yeah, I haven't been since uh, I haven't been in a couple years. Um, and then last well, year, well, they didn't have it. Yeah, last year, last year nobody went. But I, the year before that, I missed, and I think we were at the four before that. But even the year before the pandemic, I, it seemed to change a little bit. There were a lot of booths that weren't showing up. Uh, the people were still there, but a lot of the the main stars didn't come. I know that uh, when right. Greg when Greg Lasky Lansky owned uh, Tushy and all of that, their their booth was was off the chain. I mean, there was 50, well, 50 deep yeah. at his booth. He stopped going. Uh, so how was it this year? Did the people come back in groves, droves? Oh, oh yeah. But going back to that Tushy thing, they actually said F you to avians and had their own booth across from the show. I don't think they were associated. It was kind of weird. Like, we're better than you type thing. <laughs> That's the vibe I got. They weren't actually part of the convention, but they would let you in with your pass. Because it was that resorts world, which has never happened before. It's almost too nice for our business, to be honest. It's like a high you know, but... <laughs> I'll be real. Like we, the Hard Rock was the best. Hard Rock was had. perfect. Yeah. Katie, did you ever get to do a Hard Rock AVN? I forget if you were in at the time. Yeah, I was able to do a couple of Hard Rock ones. I liked Hard Rock. Yeah, I mean, it used to be a fun time because they just allowed things to happen. You know, they didn't like resorts were like they're sitting there like, oh, don't touch that ass, don't touch that dick. When the girl clearly wants her fan to do it for a picture, it's it's hilarious. But they had the like, they, they were like the freaking parents at the high school dance there. I swear to God. <laughs> Like, oh, you're getting too close. Stop it. But um, who knows if we'll be welcome back. But I guarantee you the turnout we had made them a ton of money. There's no doubt. The turnout was huge. Yeah, I think I think, I think with Hard Rock, too, it was good for the fans. 
Uh, maybe not so good for the girls because, you know, you get done doing a, you know, a three or four hour signing and I would get done doing a mm-hmm. bunch of interviews and we'd all just go over to the circle bar and hang out and have a cocktail. But then the, exactly. the, the normal people could go into the circle bar and these, these girls had nowhere to go just to get away from things. They were like all over the place. No, they get swarmed. I mean, Katie can probably tell you more about that. <laughs> yeah, it was still kind of like that even at Resorts World. Um but they were a little bit better at it was at Resorts World, I think. I did hear a few things, especially at the end, that it got a little um, crazy. You're still kind of up in the mix of of everyone. Now, man, I got to ask yeah, you, I being mean, a being a contract uh, director, how does that work? Mm-hmm. Because you you see so many directors in the business, but you only hear about the you hear about the Bree Mills and the uh, yeah. You know, now you hear about Ricky Greenwood, who kind of came out of nowhere. But uh, you know, you have to be contracted. Do you have a certain rapport with certain uh, certain companies that use you a lot? Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I direct for probably thirty different websites, um, which is owned by like three or four major companies. So, like, I, I I'm not contracted just to one company. I can work. I'm an independent contractor. Probably, maybe you guys are too, no. where I can just work for who I want to work for. But you know, I have to be careful with that as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think those directors are known because they want to be known. I'll be honest. Like it's not to put your name on everything in our business could be a target on your back. I'll be real. <laughs> you know, you got, you got, uh, you got like religious groups coming after you, all these fucking people, um, just crazy people that hate what we do. Um, I think it, but I think it's like, uh, they're doing it for notoriety. They want to become popular. They, I mean, again, I'm not talking crap, crap about them. It's just guys like me, that, people in the business. You guys may not know who I am, but people in the business know exactly who I am. Like everyone. I got their number. You know, that's important to me. I just, I know I have a good reputation. I know everyone in the business. And I just kind of choose not to be this guy on Twitter taking a picture with Katie every set. Like, look at me. I'm so cool. Because there's a lot of directors that do that. And I hate that. <laughs> and it's, I, it's like they're trying to steal the girl's clout. That's it. It's clout chasing. And I, I just don't really care because I quit Facebook seven years ago. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, and porn, you know? no, nobody is above the talent in porn because that's what gets you no. off. So, like, I, I don't care but, how but good I, of you are as a director. I don't care how big your company is. Really, what, what you right. know, fuels it is the, you know, right. the, the people in it. I mostly work with new talent, so I'm very good. That's how I would met Katie. You know, five years from now, Katie might not talk to me. She's like, oh, I'm too good for Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, well, I yeah, do have a usually Dairy Queen Blizzard, Darren. Yeah, I do have a good. I have a question for Katie. In terms of you've been in, would you say about four years? Am I correct on that? Yeah. Okay. And what is? I mean, I guess this is a harder question. Are you? Is there a certain dollar figure you're you're wanting to get at, and then you're out of the industry? Are you looking to grow into more, maybe a producer director role? Maybe you just want to do as many scenes as possible to collect that check because you enjoy it. What what's the end game for you? What's kind of the future looking like for you since porn is so ever changing um my kind of goal is to be able to do this for as long as i want to and my goal is yes to get to a certain place in my life i want to do other things i want other side businesses i want to grow into the place where i'm getting residual income without having to work a lot sorry if that sounds lazy but that's my goal in life Oh, work smarter, not harder, so, man. That's the new age. Like, fuck that. Yeah, you don't have to put in 60, 80 hours a week to get paid the same as a, you know, four to six to eight, ten hour a week. Trying to build my name and make it to where I can one day. I mean, I do love doing this stuff. I love going to set and being a sloppy girl. But I want to be able to go to set because I'm not for a paycheck, you know. Mm-hmm. I obviously want the money, no shit. But 
I love doing what I do. So that's kind of my goal in the end game is for me to, yeah, one day I'm sure I'm going to get out of it and have the, I guess I would call it the empire that I want to build, really. I do have things in mind, mm-hmm. saving Kate. and stocks and stuff. <laughs> Katie, what is your, uh, you got time off, so you got a, you got a couple of weeks off to do nothing. What's your uh, next trip you want to go on? Um, my next trip, I have a thing for like trying to get the Caribbean, like all the Caribbean. So somewhere out there, don't have a pinpoint yet. You ever been to Jamaica? Yeah, we're leaving for Jamaica in a couple of weeks. Hop on. We're going to Ocho Rios. <laughs> oh, shit. I really want to go to Jamaica so bad I haven't been. We're excited. so many good things about it. Yeah, we're excited. Well, it's the first time I'm out of the country. So it's, well, if you can uh, take exciting. off from the 28th to February 2nd, uh, all you got to pay is airfare. We'll take care of the room. Yeah, we got the rooms unlocked. You pay for airfare and you're there, huh? You hear that, Katie? <laughs> Oh, my God. Stop. I'm going to look at my schedule right now. Yeah. I will be texting you. Just let us know. Man. We, we fly out the 28th. I think, God, I think I cracked on. You can, have Darren, you can have Darren and Iggy hold the camera while yeah. you film. Hey, you we're, like, we're there for the people. <laughs> You're um, only fans, content creators. <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you. You'd be in my room. You have to share my room. <laughs> there, It's like a couple's <laughs> resort, so it's super weird, but you can make a pillow for it in between you and Iggy. There are plenty of big beds. So. Hey, we can uh, make some content out of that, okay? That's, <laughs> I know that's, a, that's what it is. Well, it'll be Katie and the old man. Uh, that sells, though, unfortunately. It's that does sell. I, and before we let you go, I do have to ask, because, like... Oh, we're not the, even close to letting yeah, him go. The MILF thing, <laughs> I, I need to ask, how old in porn do you turn from doing just regular video to now you're strictly doing MILFs. Like, I've heard it's like 24. Dude. Does it vary? Like, how young age, are MILFs? Age doesn't really matter. It's how she translates mm-hmm. on camera. I'll okay. be honest. Like, like yeah, Piper Perry, you remember her? Looks. Yeah. So tiny. That girl was like 23 or 4, but everyone on the internet thought she looked like 18. I mean, I would say 16, but I'm not sounding fucked up, but <laughs> she looks so young. The girl had already had a kid and everything, but it's like like, literally, she translated so well on camera, she never will hit a MILF because she just looks so young. I, 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 It's hard to explain. It's kind of unfair to some girls, I'll be honest. Like, there are some girls that are also in the industry that are allowed to deny being a MILF, even though they're told, like, you should yes. probably transition. They're like, I refuse. I'm still not a MILF. As a director, when they get a fake boob job, they're considered a MILF. Basically. Okay, that's what I was just about that, to think. Is it when the C be turned to a double D? Is that like when the MILF begins? <laughs> it's like now you're a MILF. Okay. Or, you know, it doesn't even matter about having a kid. I know girls that have two or three kids and they're still a D. But it's like you, when you get that boob job as a director, they're like MILF. But, yeah, there's the in-betweeners that are like 20. How old are you now, Katie? I'm 25. Yeah, but Kate, see, Katie can still play the teen role. It's just she's she's she looks really good on camera. So, but I'm just saying, like, some girls, bitty, it, bitty. it really doesn't matter it's just how they look. Yeah, once you start getting that boob job, Katie, good luck. You're gonna be uh, in every. I had, I had a girl from had a girl from Europe that was 22, and we put her on the milk side. It's kind of fucked up, but it's like she looked old. It's like, okay, and Katie, you just keep wearing those glasses. You'll look uh, 20, 22. Katie's like one of the few girls that can get away with wearing glasses in the scene, in my opinion. Yeah, I think they look hot. She looks good. In yeah, that's what I mean. I think I look better with them, so thank you. Oh, you look you got nerds busting in their mom's basement to your fucking porn. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Video like game and streaming <laughs> is so popular now. Like, that's a big thing. Also, like, just girls video gaming and, like, masturbating is, like, the next big, like, up and coming. For real. I know. I need like, to get on that train hard. Oh, it is insane. But I hate the fake gamer girls. They're not actually gamers because I see a lot of them. 
and like they don't know what the fuck they're talking about about the game. But I think the girl really should have to play. You know, yes. I no, I agree. You want to make it authentic, you know. Now Sasha Gray is <laughs> Sasha Gray is making a killing doing that, but she doesn't do any masturbating. She just flat out plays right. games. Right. That's how Adriana Chetik is good at that too. So of yeah. Manuel Ferrara. And I'm speaking of male performers. You've been in the industry four years. I know you've probably done a lot of female and a lot of male. Like, who do you like to work with? Um, you know, it doesn't have to be a main starlet or, you know, a, a superstar in the industry. There's somebody that you're just comfortable with doing scenes with. Um, you know, who do you aspire maybe to do a scene with that you haven't done with yet? I'm very lucky, and I've told a lot of people I'm very lucky in this industry because for oh, whatever reason, I seem to work with the same people all the time, which is fantastic mm-hmm. because we do have, like, me and Kyle Mason are close friends also, and so I just feel like it makes for a better scene when you already know each other. Um, so I'm lucky with like, Kyle Mason, Van Lyle, Zach Wilde. I work with them all the time. Isaiah Maxwell, I work with him all the time. People I haven't worked with yet that I aspire to, though, are definitely OGs. Like, um, Joanne, I've always said it since I started. Um, Joanna Angel and Small Hands would always love to work with them. Oh, Joanna Angel on Twitter and just the machine, man. She puts content out like 50 times a day. Dude, she's good. And she's good at TikTok. Let me tell you, if you guys TikTok, I don't know. I hate that motherfucking app. But she's so good at it. (laughs) She's going to get banned eventually. They don't like porn people on there. They'll ban us all. None of those apps like porn, but like, it's just what a hypocrisy that we live in. Porn is so natural, so common now. It's insane. It is. It's ridiculous. It's in our everyday life. Sex sells. It's in music. It's in commercials. It's in movies. It's in everything. And Carl's yet they still ad. <laughs> the Carl's Jr. ad with the girl on the fucking hood of the car eating a cheeseburger in a bikini. Come on. Yeah, me and Iggy talk about <laughs> movies that just have just random grotesque nudity just to have it. Just a nipple falling out when it really doesn't even need to be there. But that nipple no. will sell another two like, to three million in sales for the movie, which is insane. Like Quentin Tarantino's movies always feature girls' feet. Oh, I wonder why. Come on, there's no reason for that. They're always showing the girl's feet. I'm like, okay, director fetish. I do it too. <laughs> I'm like, Katie, can you come in the other room here and, like, pee on this toilet for me? Is it for the scene? Yeah, yeah, I need it. And then it never goes in the scene. It's just for me. It's just on the cutting room floor, literally. <laughs> now, Katie, I have sometimes to ask. Sometimes take shots based off their own interests, no doubt. <laughs> Katie, I have to ask, because we have this conversation every once in a while on the show. Uh, Gabby Carter was one of our – We, she was probably the first interview she ever did when she got into porn. She was just new into the game. And she did anal, like, right out of the box. And it seemed mm-hmm. like her career after that just kind of went downhill where she quit. Is there a period, a, a time period when you girls get in the industry and say, I'm going to wait a year or two before I do anal? Uh, or is it if the scene comes up and it's, hey, I want to work with this guy, I'm going to do it. Do you have a, did you have a game plan going in? Um, for me, there was definitely a game plan going in. Now, first of all, I never did anal in my personal life. So that was the first thing that I was like, I don't really want to do it because I don't even know what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Or how to do it, because I know that there's rules to that shit. And so, for me, it was kind of just wait it out. And then also, you know, you're always advised, wait it out to see if someone's willing to give you a little bit more, because there's nothing out there like that. And then, of course, OnlyFans blew up, and everyone was kind of like, you should record it for yourself first, because then you get all that money and no one else has it. And then, so it was always this, like, idea in my mind, and it was something I had to weigh out which one I wanted to do. And then just luckily I was able to get an offer that I liked by Brazzers was my first ever anal scene. And I was like, F it, let's jump into this shit. Let's go to the next level was kind of what I thought at that time. 
Yeah, our show used to have an up-and-coming starlet. It was sponsored by a, a local bar here. And we had Jill Cat. This was probably four or five years ago, maybe even before you started in the industry. Uh, Jill Cassidy. I know Jill Cassidy. Yeah, we had her, her on, and she was, I mean, she may have had two or 3,000 followers at the time, but super beautiful, had that young, kind of vibrant look. She, it, it, and the topic is she did anal almost right away, I think, in the first few videos, mm-hmm. and she came out and said mm-hmm. that was one of her biggest mistakes because uh, we call it a birthday hole here, but you put that birthday hole on a pedestal and you try to maximize as much value as you can. Because it's that mystique of, you know, we haven't seen this yet. So she actually does say, mm-hmm. you know, the one thing that she regretted was doing anal too early. And so I'm glad Iggy asked because I'm going to ask the same thing on, you know, if you had a game plan on what you were going to wait to do um, or what you were mm-hmm. excited to do. So that that's a, yeah. that's a nugget. Sadly, that is a thing that happens to a few girls in the industry is, you know, you're on set and someone brings it up and is like, well, I can give you this amount right here, right now if you do it for me. And of course that number sounds great, but mm-hmm. then you get done with it. And that someone like your agent or someone else is like, no girl, you should have waited. I could have got you this. And you're like, shit, <laughs> why didn't anyone tell me that? I'm like, what? <laughs> so sadly that is something that happens to a few girls, but I was very lucky. The agent that I found was, he wasn't an agent at a time, but he was very knowledgeable in what he did. And he was able to give me a few pointers. And then from there he became an agent and he was able to like, Definitely helped me out and give me some good, some good useful tips that definitely helped in my favor, I think. Katie, do you have an agent? And for the record, there. Yeah. Oh, shit. Go ahead, Katie. <laughs> I do. I do still have. Right now is Motley Models. Okay. Oh, okay. They're a good company. Okay, for the record, I have shot Katie anally. Okay. And I'll, she's fantastic. I'm going to ask if Matt was the I one. Had, I had to. <laughs> I had to go to eat at the homeless shelter after paying her for her anal scene. And then, uh, yeah, I, I ate a bunch of ramen noodles after that week. So four days. But it even, one of them hasn't even come out yet. I don't think so, Katie. I think one of them came out. I don't remember. One has, not the other one, but it's going to be yeah, good. The, so. Yeah, it's going to be really good. Let's just say that. Now, you guys are both in Vegas, Matt. I know you do, every yeah. now and then, do L.A. Is Vegas like the hub now? Is L.A. kind of becoming, no. do you have to travel or do... The Starwoods uh, who live in LA travel to Vegas. Like, what? what these that? agents push for, yeah. The agents push for the girls to move to LA. I'm not. I'm going to say they're kind of right, but smart people like me and Katie, like, there's no income tax here in Nevada. You can save yeah, so much freaking money here. Like, there, yeah. like if, if you're thinking mm-hmm. long term, and Katie, Katie definitely does. Yes, going to LA every other week is annoying, but unfortunately, that's where like 70 percent of the business refuses to fucking move. And eventually, regulation is going to kick them the fuck out. It's going to happen. Like. Vegas is already, I hate it to say it, but Vegas is starting to become like L.A. because the, the, the state here can't make their own mind up about anything. So, like, they just did, like, during COVID, they did everything California did because they didn't know what they were doing. Um, but, yes, um, I is it a future hub? Absolutely. It's, like, here, Miami, Los Angeles, and then you're going overseas to, like, Budapest. That's really where, I mean, unfortunately, porn cannot be outsourced, Darren. Think about this. It cannot. <laughs> the hottest girls in the world live in, they live in California for the most part. So they're one flight away. It's not hard to get them here. You know, you can get anybody here. <laughs> Vegas is a big, great place for flying people in, and, you know, they can just do their work and leave. And people drive from L.A. It's only a four-hour drive. So, yeah, I mean, Vegas is a very good place. And, and to be honest, like, I mean, we don't we don't disrupt anyone here. There's no, there's no reason. You know, we're, we're very um, – like, I, it's, not a, it's not an out-of-place business here. I mean, we have so many sex workers here, freaking strippers, you know, all that. You know, it's, it's part of our economy here, and, and, and no one really is freaked out by that. Let me ask you guys, uh, 
and Maddie first, and then uh, yep. Katie, you can answer it. Uh, we had Maitland Ward on a few months ago, and mm-hmm. she she works a lot with Caden Cross, and I, I love Caden Cross. And I've said that, I mean, she's doing things that nobody else has done in the business uh, right. as far as her, her movie. I mean, her, I mean, basically their movie is what she's doing. And Maitland mm-hmm. said, and I agreed with her, that it's only a matter of time before porn becomes mainstream because you can do a story like Caden would do with some of her, her storylines where it would actually be a real movie. It's just that the sex you see simulated in movies would be real sex where you could mm-hmm. do it and actually have a movie to go with it. And I really do think Absolutely. that that's going to, that's going to happen eventually. What do you two think? Yeah. I mean, I mean, look at the seventies and eighties, that movie blowjob or deep throat, whatever it's called. Oh yeah. It actually used to be real movies. Um, because they didn't know how to make porn. Porn was like a new thing. But, yeah, I mean, um, yes, I see that happening. Um, you see more more porn people getting mainstream roles. Um, I think OnlyFans definitely opened up the door for, for like, being more acceptable in society. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, what do you think, Katie? I, I think I, I still think society will look down on us and kind of, like, look, look, they're trying to do something serious. We don't care. But, um, yeah, the way they – Stuff they shoot over there at Vixen's pretty good. That's the name of the company that shoots the ball. Um, you know, it looks like real movies, like you said. But, um, yeah, Katie, what do you think? I agree. I still think that there's some pushback out there, but celebrities nowadays are trying to, like, get out there and post, you know, all the time on Instagram and stuff, their nudity. So I think it could be something that comes back again. It just depends on the wave of, of the fans, I guess, or of the people, really. <laughs> Yeah, you guys decide, really. To be honest, like people are like, "Why are you shooting so much step shit?" Well, because you guys won't stop clicking on it. We're not going to stop. <laughs> Dude, it's, un- it's unreal. I like when you understand that, it's amazing how popular that has become. It's it's almost in everything. If you just look at Google one, you know, go to X Hamster yeah. and search one thing, it's going right. to have a step in there for like half yeah. the movies. If, I mean, like, if we stopped watching the Kardashians, they'd go away. I know. But people just keep watching them. Well, we're the same way. We see the numbers on yeah. it. We see what's selling. And we're gonna not going to stop until it stops selling. If that's the truth. <laughs> Pretty much people what this life it, revolves us. around is what's trending <laughs> and what's popping and what's going to sell, really. <laughs> right. Like, there's just some weird <laughs> genres. But, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the whole, the whole stepmom thing's never going to go away. That sells like crazy. The whole stepmom thing. Mm-hmm. Teaching her son how to fuck or taking her son's virginity it's just a very taboo topic that everyone it's a joke though when we're all set we laugh about this shit like no one's taking this shit serious come on even like Like, the videos even the final cut videos they're hard not to laugh at even when you're you know posted in a raging chub it's still hard not to giggle at some of the 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 dialogue between cast members Like the, oh, I tripped and fell on my dick, accidentally fell into my stepmother. There's been no scenes, and they go viral. It's fucking so stupid. And, like, there's, like, a female plumber that comes in. For one, there's very small amount of female plumbers. And, two, they don't have double D tits with platinum blonde hair either. Right. right. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that's why I think, in a, like, society just views us. Like, no one's taking this serious. I just like the people that take it. So, like, oh, my God, they're, they're promoting incest. I'm like, no, they're not. Like, watch the actual film. It's a fucking joke. You'll laugh. I don't think anyone's taking this serious. I think it's just so they can label it that way, honestly, for the marketing standpoint. I don't think people, it's just so they can label it, you know, fucking my stepmother, volume three. Because it's easy <laughs> searching. Like, it's like Google. It's like you want something that, yeah, like, your F- videos F- are going to be F- searched everything. Stuff. Yeah. Now, here's How many hashtags? Is marketing. 
Oh, the hashtags. Oh, my God. How many, How many hashtags can you throw into a movie? Oh, my God. I, that is a huge thing. You see, like, the movie titled one sentence, but then there's two paragraphs of hashtags, and they, they run the gamut. They have everything on lockdown with that. Right. No, 100%. Now, Maddie, I've said on the show that my, my goal is one of my bucket list items besides going to Ireland and playing golf. Holding, okay. holding, holding Rory Gallagher's 61 Strat and going and see The Cure, that <laughs> I, I want to win an AVN. I'm not in the industry, okay. and I'm trying to think. I even told Brian Gross, yeah, I need to come up with like a, a media person of the year AVN because I'm, I'm probably the only guy other than Captain Jack that actually does porn interviews. So it would be between gotcha. the two of us. But I came up with an idea for Lisa Ann, and I think, <laughs> I think this movie would win an AVN. And it wouldn't be too hard to write. Budget's not included, by the way, yeah, Matt. By the way, budget budget is out the window on this one. Okay. But it would be it would be sure. like uh, some of the the superstars of the '70s and '80s come out of retirement, and they're living at a retirement home for porn stars. You'd have before oh, she passed away. I just mentioned uh, I mentioned Kay Parker, who I love to death. Um, you could have uh, Christy Canyon. You could have you know Amber Lynn. Some of the ones that are still doing stuff. And mm-hmm. then you have these young girls, the up-and-comers like Katie uh, and back in the day Angela White when she first came in and have them walk through this resort and say, look at these old ladies. They used to be in porn. There's no way. And then you have the older ones say, we'll teach these girls a lesson. And they all get it on. I like this. They all get it on. I like this. I think it wins like an this. AVN. But to pay those actresses I mentioned, you're probably, your budget is probably $20 million. But I would win an <laughs> AVN for that, I believe. Nah, it'd be, it could be done way cheaper than that. <laughs> That's you, hilarious. That's you, actually a fantastic idea. And I'm wondering how yeah, serious is. you guys take the AVN awards. Now, I know they are. Is, is there a popularity contest attached to them like most other awards? Like, what? how important are these awards in the end? To a guy like me, not nothing. Because at the end of the day, Katie wins an award, and now she's like, I want this for my rate. It, it, the fact of the matter is the company could care less about the awards. That's the truth. Because to them, it's a numbers game. Okay. Um, but other companies, they're the ones that are really fighting to get these. I mean, I don't know. I, I've never won an award, but quite frankly, I don't really care. I know it's more important to the girls, but to me personally, it's like, guess what? All I care is that my check's clear at the end of the day, and they do. <laughs> like, that award, you put it on a pedestal, but it's not going to – I don't think it's going to make – maybe good for your brand if you're Katie, but, like, it's not going to make you any more money, I don't think. That's just my opinion. Because at the end of the day, it's a numbers game. <laughs> if Katie's popular, it doesn't matter if she wins an award or not. You guys are still going to masturbate to her. <laughs> well, that is true. Like, and again, I did show prep this weekend. Award-winning Katie, yeah, I'm going to masturbate harder now. It like, does no, work. Come yeah. on. Well, when you get to a certain number, too, I mean, Angela White right. has won like 50 in four years. I don't think she cares she's anymore. She's fantastic. I mean, yeah, she's great. She She's a businesswoman. I'll put it to you that way. I don't know her that well. I've met her a few times, but like. She, she actually likes what she does. She was like, Katie, she like likes going to set still. You'd be like, why the hell are you fucking still going to set? Well, because I enjoy this job. Now, Matt, you know? Matt, I asked Katie this. I guess I should yeah. obviously ask you this as well. <laughs> what is yeah. your vision for the future? I know you're all about the dollars and cents. If I know you, my dude, yeah, you're about that money. If that all mm-hmm. like you're looking for, what like what are you? I mean, do you like what you're Me? doing right now? Do you want to change anything Listen, on it? Uh, um, I want to be done by 40. <laughs> I want to be done. Like, I want to have my money in the bank. I don't want to direct past 40. I don't want to be an old man on set. <laughs> that makes sense. I don't want to be like, like, like Katie will tell you, there's some, like, older disgruntled directors in our business. It's like, it, it, I don't want to become them. <laughs> but then again, do me in 10 years, I might still be doing this and enjoying it. There's, there's a lot of money in this. But, yeah, I, I personally, I just want to be 
I, I want to kind of get my own stuff going like I'm already starting to do, work for all these companies in the meantime, and then, uh, yeah, like I said, just be able to retire early. That, that's really the goal. And then, you know, <laughs> tell people I was a businessman. I don't have to tell them what I did. Oh, uh, oh how'd you make all your money? Well, I, I, I'm a businessman. <laughs> do you find Society people – Yeah, and obviously it's different for directors than it is, you know, on Wait, stage, actresses. We don't I, face the lash that Katie does, for I, sure. I, I'm going to ask, like, do, do people hide what they do outside of the porn industry? Are there some that are open and honest with that, it, or are there some that still – well, it's like here in here in Vegas in LA, you tell people that's what you do. They don't really care. But yeah, if I go back to if I go to Utah, I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm a I'm a plumber. I or I run a plumbing business. Like of course I buy. You know, like I, I have to open up to someone before I tell them that, or just have a few drinks with me. Maybe I'll start telling them. <laughs> that <laughs> but, is true. Uh, I've seen it. You Katie. gotta feel these people out before you tell them. Like, well, not only that, it's like, you know, you're going to rent a house or something, and you're like, you know, what do you do for a living? You, you don't put porn. <laughs> oh, my God, you know. But but uh, at the end of the day, like people that think our job's a joke, guess what? The IRS doesn't. We pay taxes. We pay a lot of fucking taxes. So if our, if our job's a joke, let's get our money back. How about that? <laughs> but no, that's what it's, it's not legitimized in society. But you know, at the end of the day, I think Katie probably feels the same way. It's just yeah, <laughs> it's at, at the end of the day, we pay taxes just like everyone else, and uh, we will pay a lot of taxes. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's what I want. I just want to retire young, man. That's my goal. Katie, you just got back from North Carolina featuring. Is was this... it North Carolina, South Carolina, one of the Carolinas? It was North Carolina. Ah, okay. Um, do you want to do more of that, or is it something you had the opportunity? I've been doing this for a year now. I've been featuring for a year. Um, I actually love doing it because it gives me a chance. Like, I've never been to North Carolina, and I probably never would have fucking went there. <laughs> I wasn't asked to go there, you know? Um. Then, like, I've been to, I just went to Pittsburgh a couple months prior also, and that was a really good time. And I want to go back to Pittsburgh and be able to explore when it's not raining. I've got to interrupt, Katie. My girlfriend went to work uh, in Pittsburgh for a week, week and a half. She's an interior designer and, like, came back and absolutely loved that city. So I I will say Pittsburgh is super popular, and it's a city I would have never actually visited before hearing that. Exactly. And so that's why I like doing it because I can go, I've been to Alaska, I'm not featuring, I've been to Alaska for the film part. Um, but that's one of the main things I love about doing this job is I'm traveling places I probably never would have fucking went. <laughs> um, and now I get to say that I've been there and it's really fun for me. I love meeting people in different places. Each place is different and it's like, wow, you guys are such sweet fucking people. <laughs> We'll have to get you to St. Louis. We have an end to a couple of uh, clubs here, Penthouse and Hustler. Yeah, we will make sure to make I you as to. much money as possible. St. Louis is a lovely city. That. We'll it's wine and dine you, and we'll make Matt come here as well, because I don't know if no. he's been here. So <laughs> Sorry. I don't go, I won't go to Murder City, Darren. I won't go there. <laughs> hey, we have had some fun. You did go River City Casino, if I'm not mistaken, with me, uh, with Mate Dog. Hell birthday, yeah. If I'm that yeah. was that they was got a bunch of casinos in St. Louis, Katie. A bunch of them on the river. Yeah, so, so it's, it's legal well, gambling. Maybe. Well, I have your number. We have your contact information. If we do set something up, um, we would love to at least you know have you out here. I think you'd make a ton of money. We've had Ariana Marie out here. We've had obviously Bonnie Rotten. We've had Lee San. So it would be nice to have another young starlet in the mix. Don't forget um, about Dillian Harper, who came in and we actually went to my birthday party. Dillian Harper came to Iggy's birthday party. So, yeah, we, we've wow. had a lot of starlets here, and we uh, would love to have you here in the future for sure. I'd love to. I love dancing. I love featuring so much. I used to dance in high school, so it lets me like let Lisa do a little bit of that again. So, super fun. I Absolutely. Love 
No, this was fun, guys. Maddie, I know fun. you're not big on social much. media, but uh, Katie, what? Uh, where can people find you on Instagram and Twitter and all that good stuff? Um, all my Instagram and Twitter is the same. It's KatieKushXX2. And then my website, everyone can find me at is kushtrips.org. Awesome. And Maddie, you really don't do anything on social media, do you? <laughs> uh, I can't hear. You just explain. Oh, yeah. Can you hear me now? Sorry about that. I would say, Maddie, go ahead and give your stuff up. You really don't oh, do yeah, much on I social only, media. I only have a Twitter. Uh, I only have a Twitter. It's Fat Matt is Hungry. <laughs> my tag, at Fat Matt is Hungry. I had another one that had a lot of followers. It got banned or something. I don't know. You post a picture of a tit and you get banned. Hopefully Elon Musk changes that, but never knows. So Fat at Fat Matt is Hungry. Um, I'll follow you guys after this so you got it. But uh, I had a fun time. Thank you very much. No, Katie, we appreciate it again. We're going to get a hold of you, try to get you here in St. Louis and make you some cash and uh, – have, uh, have you tell some delightful stories about St. Louis and your future podcast endeavors as well. Hell yeah. Thank you so much. It was a delightful day Thank- being on you. Thank you for starting my morning. I, I appreciate it. You guys have a great day, Matt. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. I'll give you a call later Thanks, today, guys. my friend. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. We did it. Well, we came back for one day. And that was she was very good. I like that she was super sweet, like super sweet. Yeah, sometimes you're you kind of hit and miss. You don't, especially the ones you don't know yet. I mean, I've never met her. I've never watched. Any never of her met stuff. her. Never watched it either. So I wasn't really sure. Like sometimes you're gonna get a hee hee hee. Okay, thank you. you no, know, she was she was fun. And Maddie is he likes to talk. He's oh, good. Oh, dude, that dude is he's a ball of energy. He is yeah. Like he when you go to Vegas, he gives he's wines and dines to give the full treatment. Yeah, like it's it's pretty impressive. Oh, we'll get together soon, and Katie. Um, We'll get her to St. Louis. I think if she wants to feature, wants to go to new places, I don't see how we couldn't get that done. And I think it'd be fun to get her on the show, you know, the night before, you know, do that, you know, do that whole deal like we've done in the past. All right. Well, we got to get out of here because we have a ton of commercials to play. Uh, yeah, we got we got to pay for this. <laughs> yeah. Do we have commercials uh, for this segment? Uh, not that I've gotten. I haven't checked my email. Oh, what lately, a shock. I don't think there's any money in my account. We were yet. told on the it's... show that there's sponsors for this today, so. Oh, what a we'll, shock. We don't have any. We'll work it all out on the actual show tomorrow morning. But I, Iggy, I thank I you for coming in. I realize you do live close, but it's still our day off. So I had nothing I to do. You coming in. So it was nice. Uh, it's the only day that uh, Maddie could do it. He's a busy guy, and he lives in Vegas, so it's two hours difference. So I don't mind coming in. Now, if I'd have lived, uh, if we were still doing the show like in Kirkwood, probably not. Oh, I, it took me 25 minutes to get here. I had to show the dedication, three minutes, but he is I don't mind, also but... one of my best friends, so I, I, I got to make sure. But I, I think ESPN is doing shows. I think Donnie Fandango's here, so I think the Point's doing shows. I saw Riz, Scott, and Moon were here. They did a show. Yeah, but we were given the option as a day off. It's a holiday. We'll just take it off. Hell yeah, and I love it. All right, uh, we got to get out of here. Thanks to everybody for joining this uh, special edition of Pepper and Genie. If we get a porn star on in the future, we'll have another one. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good bailiwick to keep. For yeah, so we might talk to you in a couple months. Uh, for Plowsy, this is Iggy. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks to our guest, uh, Maddie Dredd and Katie Cush. Uh, hope you enjoy this interview, and we'll be back at it again, maybe never, right here on Hubbard Radio, STL, InsideSTL.com, TMASTL.com. All of our apps are up there. Go, You can win prizes, too, so go download our app. Uh, Plowsy, have a great day, and we will uh, talk to everybody tomorrow on TMA at 7 o'clock. Thank you.